0: I guess I'll just start because it is a strange story and the perpetrator was never caught. Please subscribe, I am working on this channel. I've done all kinds of things, moving to New Hampshire, talking about interpersonal stuff. And I'm just sort of figuring out how this channel should go. But mostly I'm a storyteller. If you guys like people to tell stories and share, this is your channel. And I hope you will subscribe and you know like and comment. Let me know what you think. Have you survived a school shooting? Have you been in a similar situation? Because again, mine is pretty weird. So I doubt that, but I'd like to know what you guys think. This happened in 1991. That's pre-Columbine. And remember, Columbine happened in 1999, Columbine High School in Colorado, where I'm from. That's where I grew up, actually. I grew up about 10 miles from Columbine. And that was the first sort of big publicized school shooting that got everyone's attention. And again, 1999, my situation, 1991. And I wasn't in high school, I was actually in college. I was going to school at a small college in Western Colorado. I lived in a two-story dorm. And it technically was three stories because when you walked in the doors, there was the laundry room and then like a utility room and then you'd go up the stairs and that level was all boys, the male level. You go up the stairs again and it was all girls. And I, of course, was on the girls' floor. I loved this dorm. This is my second year being in this dorm, my sophomore year. And I somehow got really lucky and I got what they called um, these, well, they were giant suites. All of the rooms in this building, except for six. And this was, I don't know how big it was, but hundreds of kids lived there. um, Except for six rooms, were single dorms, meaning, well, technically I guess double occupancy, but just one room with a sink and two beds, two desks and a closet. If you had to go to the bathroom, you went down the hall. And that was all of the building, all of the rooms, except for these six rooms, three on each floor. Again, the boys' floor had three and the girls' floor had three of these special suites. And the suites were to hold four people. So they had four beds, they had four desks. They actually even had a bathroom of its own, a bathroom of their own of their own, and the sink as well. So this room, they were coveted. Like everybody wanted these rooms. Somehow I got one of these rooms with my roommate. She and I were not friends. We just were assigned together. I knew who she was from my sophomore year. We kind of were like, two ships that passed in the night. Just lived separate lives. She would come and go, I would come and go. We might say hello to each other, but didn't have much of a relationship. But it was a great room because there was just two of us and we had all this space. And so one night I um, watched her leave. She went off, it's a Friday night, she went to do whatever she went to do socially and I wasn't doing anything so i just turned on the television watching tv and i get a knock at my door and it's this cute guy that i had kind of a small crush nothing major a small crush on and he told me that downstairs a group of us were going to be watching movies a group of you know friends were going to watch movies and did i want to come so of course i'm social i want to go and this guy's cute have a little crush on him so Back then, because I wasn't paying a rent or electricity, it's just the dorm, I didn't think anything of it, right or wrong, you know, I'm a college student, I didn't turn off the TV and I left one of the lights on. So, and that's an important fact I'll get back into and you'll see why in a minute. But from the outside, it looks like someone's in the room. You can see the TV on and one light on and i go downstairs to hang out with these friends and we just start watching movies now a little bit about my room like i said it was huge i don't know the measurements but we had these giant windows huge i have no idea what the measurements were but they went from about waist level just below your waist if you're seated to almost the ceiling, and straight across the entire wall of the dorm. So there were two windows, a wall, and then two windows, huge. And my bed was in front of the set, the first set of two windows. And again, if I'm sitting on my bed here now, my college dorm, I have window behind me here. Again, the actual window went below the level of my bed just slightly a few inches and so i'm downstairs and watching movies probably for about an hour and it is pouring rain just like downpour sheets and a bunch of us are there maybe six kids and the majority of them were sitting on the floor kind of watching the tv and i was sitting on one of the beds and As we're watching this movie, I hear pop, pop, pop. Now it is the stereotypical response that everyone says. We all kind of look at each other and go, that sounds like firecrackers. And I lean back and I look out the window, which this room was again, one floor down, but it was one room over. So they have a slightly different view than I have. They don't have the long windows across the entire room. They just have a set of windows at the back of the room, but looking in part of the same direction as my room. So I lean back and I look out the window and I see a guy running, white guy, skinny, and he's running towards the library, which was the next building over and he disappears into the night. All I can tell you is I saw that he had dark hair, white, and skinny. That's it. And we're thinking, fireworks, it's college. Again, 1991, school shootings, spree killings, that's not even a thing at all. Obviously, people shoot each other, there's gun violence, but it's not how it is today. It never occurs to us that this guy had a gun or that that was gunshots. And so we go back to watching the movies. And another hour or two goes by. We totally forgot about it. It's college. Somebody played a prank, played, you know, through some firecrackers, whatever. And then when we're done with the movies, we all kind of say our goodnights and go I go upstairs. My roommate's still not home. Again, I walk in, the TV is on, the one light by the sink is on. I proceed to get ready to go to sleep. And I, when I'm, I think I'm in my pajamas, I'm about to be in my pajamas. I sit down on the bed and I'm like, what the heck? There's glass all over my bed, like broken glass. And I stand up and I look around, I'm like, "I, like it literally made no sense. And so I move the curtain aside and I see three small, bullet holes through my window and I'm like what and I remember to this day being like it it didn't compute like I don't I don't understand and so then it starts to sort of come back to me I'm like oh my gosh when I was downstairs watching the movies and we heard the pop 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 that was gunshots holy crap so I I don't remember what exactly happened the moments after, but I reached out to my friends, the ones who were downstairs and they come up and they're like, wow, that looks like it was a 22, small caliber weapon. I knew nothing about guns, 22, they kept saying small. So I was like, oh, well, you know, I guess small. Um, And then of course we call the police and the police come and they were literally like, you know, Keystone cops. They, They had a Polaroid camera. And they were like, we don't know how to use this. I'm like, let me help you. <laughs> like, Okay, boomer. This is before that was a thing. So they take pictures. It's like and they're kind of looking around. They ask me questions. Does anybody hate you? Does anybody have a vendetta? Do you have an ex-boyfriend or something? I'm like, no. Do you, What about your roommate? I said, I don't know. She's kind of meek and quiet. I, nothing. We had absolutely no idea why this would happen to us. Now, a couple of things. Um, Obviously I'm black and my roommate was also black. This school had about 2,500 kids and about 25 to 30 of us were black. So complete minority, like barely any of us there. And so then we started to kind of go, okay, is this aimed at me? Is this aimed at her? Or is this aimed at us because we're black? And, again, everything was different back then. Racism seemed different. Like, I remember when I was little, I thought, oh, well, racism is such an old idea that when the old bigots and racists die off, then we'll just have a better world. There'll be like small things here or there, but we'll just have a happier, like healthier, well-balanced America. Well, that hasn't happened, but, no one really talked about race back then. It was just a very different time. They would talk about it, but when you're in college, I don't know how else to explain it. My partially naive, partially hopeful brain was like, I hope that wasn't it, um, but I didn't know. And of course I call my parents and my dad's like, come home. I don't know what the hell's going on at that school, but get out of there. You know, and I said, let me think about it. I'll let you know tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if this is, again, is it personal? I'm not the type of person that has enemies. Is it her? Again, she was very meek and quiet and unassuming, very studious. My Her being my roommate. We're just not the people that are going to have gun violence. Neither of us drank. Neither of us did drugs. Just we didn't do anything kind of seedy. We're not criminals what? And so a couple of things that are interesting about this whole weird story are that as much as I was told, oh, a small caliber weapon, and I started to feel sort of a comfort in that, it became quite apparent that, first of all, because the light and the TV were still on, somebody thought that someone was in this room. A lot of the other rooms were dark. It's Friday night. People go out, college students, right? And the room below us was dark. And some of the others were dark near us. So if you're looking at this building, and it was on a slight incline of a hill, you could easily look up at it and see the light and see the TV kind of movement. Someone thought that people were in this room. And that started a really get to me. And then it starts to sink in that these bullets came in my window right by my bed. If I had been sitting on that bed, I would have been shot in the back. If I had been laying down on that bed, I could have been shot in the head, the back, or the neck, which is frightening because it doesn't take much to become paralyzed or to puncture your lung, or your heart, or whatever, just your vital organs. And that's when it really started to get scary. Because what if I had been sitting there? What if I hadn't gone and watched movies with my friends? What if I had laid down to just watch TV or whatever, talk on the phone, or gone to bed early? That's probably not likely, but what if? And it just started to creep me out. And a couple of other things that were kind of unique and bizarre were back in the eighties and nineties. There was, it's like pre-meme, there were posters that would have meme style humor. And there was a famous smiley face poster. If you Google smiley face posters from the eighties and nineties, you will see them. And they would say, have a nice day with a big smiley face emoji. And then there'd be a bullet hole through the forehead of the smiley face with like blood dripping down, which it's not really funny, but back then it was like, ha, 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 this happy-go-lucky smiley face is saying, have a nice day, you know, bang. My roommate had that poster. Again, I don't think it was funny back then or even now. And she had put that poster on the closet door, which was opposite the window that was shot out and so when these bullets came through the window one of them went into my closet door one of them went into the wall and one of them went just to the side of the bullet in the smiley face poster's forehead which was just weird and it just kind of got to me you know I remember thinking what if I had been standing there getting some stuff out of my closet. What if what if what if what if? And so later that night my roommate comes home and she's like, "I don't know who could have done this. I don't know why. I'm out of here." And she moved her stuff out that night and never came back. The next I spent the night there. I moved my bed away from the window. And you know, people have asked me years later and even months later after that, "Well, weren't you scared?" Yes and no i was mostly naive i i just thought i'm not gonna let someone shooting at my window control my life which if that had happened today or if it were my daughter who's a baby but if she were a college student i would drag her kicking and screaming out of that school because who knows right this perpetrator's on the loose I'm trying to describe him to the police. I'm racking my brain. I'm like trying to remember exactly what I saw and memory works in weird ways. I wasn't like thinking it was something I should remember. I still remember it to this day, like he was just running, but nothing detailed other than skinny white and dark hair. And so I spent the night there. I moved my bed, like I said, away from the window. It was in the center of the room and i went to sleep and it was unnerving but again i think partly because i was a naive college student and pre any school shootings i thought well nothing's gonna happen to me i'm gonna be fine it's just that kind of youth hopefulness and naivete i suppose and so the next day again my dad's begging me Like, you need to get out of there. And I thought, I love my school. I love this experience. I don't know if I can leave. And I didn't. And it was scary for the first, I would say, month or two. Not like I was petrified, but I would walk on my way to class and I would look at different students and I'm like, is is that him? Is he the one that shot? at my room? Was somebody trying to shoot me? Was this racial? Am I going to get shot again? And so when you have to experience that and those thoughts have to go through your mind, it messes with you. And it definitely messed with me. But again, it's because I was this naive college student and school shootings wasn't a thing. And I keep repeating that, but just to sort of point out my thought process. That I really believed that I would be okay. And that if I left school, I would have to change my entire life for this lunatic or this idiot who wanted to either shoot me, my roommate, our races, or just thought it was funny. And I wasn't willing to do that. And so, like I mentioned, they never caught this guy. I proceeded to get on with my college experience. There were rumors that one of the kids downstairs who, has, who had been friends with a guy that I dated, his roommate, the guy that I dated's roommate, um, there was a rumor that he had a gun and he did fit the description of the guy. And there were rumors that that guy was racist. And if I had to guess, I would say, it would be more likely that it was him, but I don't know, and I'll never know. And I think the thing that strikes me the most is that even though I was in no way physically harmed, I didn't have any kind of PTSD. I didn't go through the hell that kids go through today. My parents didn't go through the hell. They just, again, it was what it was. But the thing that I think about is that it changes how you see life. It changes who you are as a person. Even something more small and minute as my experience was compared to what, you know, people dying and just, you know, the stuff that happens today, I just had to wonder. And when I I did transfer schools eventually, not because of that, but there was a sense of, okay, so I left that behind. Or when I would go home for like Christmas break or whatever break, I knew that I was safe. So it definitely haunted me and affected me, but not in the way that kids are affected today. And it it was something that people would ask me about when I was there, and other students were like, I'd leave if I were you, or what do you think it is? But they basically went on about their lives and forgot about it. And I bet if I reached out to some of my college friends like my college friends would remember it um I mean it was in the school newspaper I don't even know if it made the local paper maybe I didn't read the newspaper back then (laughs) don't know but the average student that even if they heard about it probably forgot about it because it was a different time whereas now if there's a school shooting at your school you're not going to forget and maybe you would leave, even if it wasn't aimed at you. You're like, I'm out of here. We don't know what this person like. It's different. So that's my story. Um, I just want to share it because it affected me. And I think about it when I see all of these horrible shootings. But again, I don't ever want this story to be dramatized in a way that I think that I am in any way comparing my sort of encapsulated experience with what happens to kids today and student and and teachers and principals and anybody who works at a school or even these spree killers, movie theaters or concerts or whatever. It's kind of sad that for me, it was just a small experience. That part's a positive. But it's sad that if you took that same exact experience and put it in today, it'd be horrible. And people would be traumatized and scared and there'd be lockdowns and kids leaving the school. And so on one hand, I am happy that it was nothing. But on the other hand, it's really sad to see the progression of where we've come. So that's my story. Um, If you guys have any questions or comments, I'd love to hear from you. Have you experienced anything like this? I hope to God that you have not. Let me know what you think and what you would have done if this had happened to you then, or if you're a young person, what would you do if this happened to you now? So that's it.